Olivia. Hi. Did you hear that Stephen Sondheim died? Who? Stephen Sondheim. He was, he's one of the great Broadway composers. He wrote Into the Woods. He wrote um, Sweeney Todd. He wrote... He wrote Sweeney Todd? Uh-huh. He wrote a bunch wow. of really famous musicals and he passed away. He was... I mean, it was... He had a good long life, but it's still sad. It is sad. <sighs> I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> Thanks. Family's thinking, excuse me. I'm sure they're listeners. Of course they are. Everybody is. Excuse me, ma'am. <gasps> did you see? Did you see that Ahmed Aubrey's yes. Oh, I'm so happy. But then, of course, me being me, I thought about it and thought, should we have been on such a precipice about it? Shouldn't it have been an open and shut case? <laughs> How sad is it? That we I, had know, to- I know. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you're saying. I'm so happy it happened. I'm so happy they got convicted, but it shouldn't have been such a touch and go situation. Yes. Yes. <sighs> well, after the Kyle Rittenhouse one, I don't know if that how that was going to turn out. I know. And that one still scares me. And did you see that the crazy Congress, oh, Congresswoman, Senator, politician, some politician wants to give him a Congressional Medal of Honor or something like that? What? Yes. <sighs> Excuse you, ma'am. But no. People are such trash. Kindly go fornicate with yourself. Seriously. He was only 17. Okay, good. So he'd have spent a long time in prison then. He'd have been somebody's bitch. You're making me spit out my Coke. Coca-Cola. You don't spit, you swallow. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, Quine. <laughs> I hate when you like sneak those lines in there. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, she was trying to be mean, but I took it as a compliment. But okay. I like I'll your, do- is that a sweater? What is that? It's, I honestly don't know. Stacy gave it to me. It's some kind of something. I don't know. It's comfy. It's cute. Thanks. It's cold out here and I can't have the heater on because it makes um, a loud humming noise. And it'd be disruptive. I'm disruptive. Yes, but that's kind of your job in this podcast. Oh. <laughs> you're the disruptive one. Oh. I'm really? The informative, I'm the informative one. You're the disruptive one. I read and you say, wait, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and then you read and you say, wait, hang on. Why are words wait. so hard? <laughs> I just say, wait, hang on all the time. Why are words so hard? Hey, guys, I'm Kelly. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to A Day With Murder. Right? That was weird. I don't like that. Episode 26. No, I'm nervous. Well, it took was 26, 26 episodes. <laughs> All right, guys. So our case today is from December 14th, 1976. This case starts in Fort Worth, Texas with a man named Charlie Brooks Jr. He was born on January 9th, 1942. His family was well off when he was a child and he seemed to have had a good upbringing. His dad passed away when Charlie was 13 years old. In high school, Charlie was well-liked and he played football. Unfortunately, he got into drugs and began committing petty crimes in his late teens. He was arrested for burglary in Louisiana in 1962, and he was sentenced to three years. He was paroled in 1963, but it was revoked in 1965. Charlie also served time in Kansas for three counts of illegal possession of firearms. He was also convicted of theft of over $50 and burglary. He married his high school sweetheart, and they had two sons together. Okay. I just looked at it. I'm like, it's so much. There's just so words much everywhere. So many words. Why All are right. there words? So Charlie was friends with Marlene Smith and Woody. What's that name? Loudress? Maybe. That one. Loudress. Okay. 
Um, Woody and Marlene were sharing a room at the New Lincoln Motel, and sometimes Charlie would stay with them. Um, they shoplifted. <sighs> Sorry, I got stuff going on. That happens. I hate winter time because I know I'm I feel congested. like I'm sneezing and snotting everywhere, and my I feel like I'm making a lot of mouth noises when I'm talking. Yes, yes. Hate it. Okay. They shoplifted and did heroin together. On December 14th, the three of them went to a used car lot where Marlene traded sexual favors for a car. What kind of car, though? (laughs) Right? Is that a thing? So she does what she does for a car. Is that I don't I'm not trying to shame her or anything. And I mean, I'm I'm legit. Like what? What kind of car, though? (laughs) Because my car's busted up. (laughs) But okay, so she gets this car and the three of them have plans to go shoplifting somewhere. On the way to where they're going, the car breaks down. I guess she didn't do a very good job. <laughs> I wanted to put I wanted to put a joke in there so bad. Oh my god. But I didn't I didn't want to be you know what I mean? Whatever. I it wasn't was, what, forty years ago? I know, but I'm just saying that You do your best life, but we're also gonna tease you about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. No judgment. But if no, you've done a better job, go. you might have gotten a better car. <laughs> no judgment, but okay. Um, so on the way, the car broke down and they were able to push it into a nearby service station. Marlene and Woody waited there with the car and then Charlie walked to a nearby car lot and asked to test drive a car. Well, the rules at the car lot was that somebody um, like an employee had to go with them on the test drive. So David Gregory, who is a 26 year old mechanic who is married with two children, uh, was the employee that went with him. They drove back to the service station where the other broken down car was and Charlie picked up Woody, but Marlene stayed with the car that broke down. Um, Charlie and Woody forced David into the trunk and drove back to the motel. Okay. Where is your face? I'm leaning away from, I was leaning away from the mic when you talked so that way if I like had to make a weird noise, it was out of the way. Oh, maybe I should start doing that. I feel like all I do is make weird noises. That's just you talking, honey. Caw-caw! What? <laughs> I would have picked that even if you were on the other side of the room. It would have the mic would have picked that up. <laughs> oh. All right. Charlie was seen at the motel taking David out of the trunk at gunpoint and going into room 17, the room Woody and Marlene were staying in. After they had tied David up in the room, Woody went to the motel office and spoke to Emma Spears, the manager's wife who was working the desk. He told her they had a man tied up in the room and he said, we are going to have to kill him. I don't understand the point. Why bring the attention to yourself? I don't, I don't know. I don't, my, my guess is so that if she heard the gunshots or whatever, that if they pre-threatened, is that a thing? Like threatened her with it. So when she hears the gunshots, she's, like okay well they already told me that they would kill me so i'm not going to do anything about it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i mean i'm not agreeing with it i'm just saying that's my only why else would you bring the attention upon yourself i don't know just just uh, like nothing's happening (laughs) right and motels are usually not in great places anyways especially in the 70s right i feel like everybody was on drugs or drunk or (laughs) just up to no good in a cult (laughs) in a cult yes (laughs) sex drugs and cults (laughs) welcome to the 70s (laughs) 
Okay. So then you have here that Charlie came in, but I've read a couple places it was Woody. So either Woody or Charlie did this next part. Oh, well, okay. Go ahead. Because I saw different reports on this. Um, so either Woody or Charlie came in and pointed a gun at Emma's head and said, you're ignorant. If you say anything, I'll blow you and your daughter's brains out. They walked back to room 17 and moments later, Emma heard the gunshot. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe they just pre-warned her. I feel as though that was a poor choice because they only fired one gunshot. And I feel as though if I hear one gunshot, I honestly, if I didn't see anything, I might just ignore it. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And just, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it was a car backfiring or, oh. Sure. I talked myself something. out of it. Right. Yeah. So I feel as though that was a very poor choice. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they did it because then they got caught, but I feel like it was a very poor choice. Well, the whole thing was a poor choice. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. But this one particular part you're upset about. Okay. But if it. you're going to do it, can you do it right? <laughs> I'm not going to put that in there because that's awful. <laughs> it It is different when they're older cases though because i don't i know i feel not as connected yes yeah so after woody and charlie had left the office the woman who did the laundry for the motel there is something on me is it a hair it was that was awfully dramatic for just (laughs) a hair i was thinking there was a dragon or something on you (laughs) the holy ghost was on you or something i didn't know what was going on a dragon though (laughs) there's a dragon on me i'd be more excited i think not until you'd have to figure out what it was first there is something on me oh it's a dragon (laughs) right okay after woody and charlie had left the office the woman who did the laundry for the motel came to drop off some things emma told her about what had happened and the woman got the license plate number of the vehicle and called the police now when emma heard the gunshot she called the police too Mm -hmm. um but the woman with the laundry came in after charlie and woody left the office and before the gunshot so that's where that is. I like that their um, pre-threatening did no good. Right? <laughs> Emma said, nah, you're not the boss of me. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I'm calling the cops and homegirls calling the cops. Mine's and she wouldn't one. have known what it was if they hadn't come in the office and told her. <laughs> right. I'm so glad killers are dumb. <laughs> Cheese and crackers. All right. So Emma watched the two men leave the hotel by a back entrance um, after she heard the gunshots and called the police. The police arrived at the motel at 624 p.m. and began searching the rooms for signs of foul play. They started their search with room 13, which I don't I don't know if it's part of like the layout and it just made sense for them to start there or or what. Room 15 was unlocked and empty of guests and room 16 and 17 were locked. When room 17 was open, they found David Gregory. He was bound to a chair with coat hangers and his mouth covered with duct tape and he had been shot in the head. Oh, that's so sad. It, it I don't I don't even see the point of killing this guy at all yeah it was it was senseless it had absolutely no purpose they no already whatsoever. had the car right why didn't they just dump just him push off him out the, the side car. of the road right sure walk home uh, yeah it's very uh it's so sad all right at 11 p.m that night phil watson was at the flamingo cub in did i say cub or club yep okay <laughs> nailed it are flamingo babies called cubs no they're called pups did you just make that up? Uh-huh. I sure did. All right. At 11 p.m. that night, Phil Watson was at the Flamingo Club in South, South Fort Worth. There he met up with Woody and Charlie. They were there for a little, for a while. And then Woody, hold on. I'm struggling. I don't know what is happening. Hold on. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm so Did tired. the dragon get you excited? Yes. I want a dragon. <laughs> same girl, same. <laughs> All right. 
At 11 p.m. that night, Phil Watson was at the Flamingo Club in South Fort Worth. There he met up with Woody and Charlie. They were there for a while. Then Woody asked Phil to drive them back to the motel. I think they have to go back to the motel where they just killed somebody. They've got balls on them. They've got something on them. Yes. Idiots. Yeah, they're dumb. Thank goodness they are, but dumb. (laughs) When they got there, the manager told them that they had to leave the premises. I mean, right? (laughs) Yes. I don't... Can you go, please? (laughs) We don't condone murder here. Sorry, no vacancy. (laughs) Woody and Charlie were arrested at Phil's house later that night. The assumption is that the manager called in the plate on Phil's car, and when they went to the house, Woody and Charlie were there, and they were arrested. (laughs) Dudes are so dumb. Just dumb. Like, seriously dumb. Let's kidnap this guy, kill him for no reason, tell the the woman at the front desk that we're going to kill them. Yes. Leave, and then just come back later. But make her promise that she's not going to call the cops. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Can't trust Um, women, man. Bitches bitches be tripping. They're all liars. Charlie and Woody were both charged with murder. No weapon was ever found, and both men say that they weren't the one who fired the shot that killed David. Woody was originally sentenced to death, but after an appeal, his conviction was reversed. He then made a plea bargain, pleading guilty to non-capital murder and was sentenced to 40 years. He served 11 of those years and was released on parole in 1989. He kills a random person and he gets let out. I just, what? Yeah, this is my biggest problem with this case. I think both of these dudes should still be in prison, but it really... Makes me mad that this guy, they don't really know who fired the shot. So they should be held equally accountable. Yeah. And this guy served 11 years. 11. And the other guy got what he got. On December 3rd of 1977, Charlie was sentenced to death. The jury found that the murder was committed, quote, deliberately and with the reasonable expectation that the death of the deceased would result... Well, I'm out of breath, though. I was at so much. Oh, my you God. You did so okay. good, though. And that there was a probability that Brooks, who had previously been convicted of felonies four times, would commit criminal acts of violence that would constitute a continuing threat to society. Now, here's my problem. I totally think he should be locked up for the rest of his life for killing this stranger for absolutely no reason. But his other felonies were not violent felonies. He had possession of a firearm, which I think I read was a sawed-off shotgun, and then theft. So I don't understand. Well, I, I think that they're saying that even though they're not um, violent crimes, he's still, he has a track record of being a criminal, of being a nuisance. So we lock him up that, for the rest of his life. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what you mean to tell you. I don't either. But I definitely think the one guy shouldn't have gotten 11 years. <laughs> uh, same. Four times that, at least. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If And that's the thing. If it's a self-defense thing or like, um, I'm, I'm not saying this is okay, but if your wife's cheating on you and, and you shoot the guy, like caught him in the act or something like, you know, something like that, I can understand it more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it's literally just a... Senseless, random stranger... Random, yeah a senseless act of violence against a random stranger let me rephrase that i feel that that's the worst con because you never know when they're gonna they're flip their switch or switch their flip 
you know? Yeah, and I tried to find anything else about him, and I couldn't find anything. So I don't know if he changed his name, or I don't know if he moved, or I don't know if he was reformed, or I don't know. Maybe he just became a good boy. I hope so. Charlie became a devout Muslim in prison and eventually fell in love with a nurse named Vanessa who began writing to him in prison. He went through several appeals. His main cause for appeal was that the court made a mistake in letting in some evidence. David's body was discovered in room 17, but in room 15, police found syringes and the duct tape dispenser. Charlie claimed that that search was illegal and that those things should never have been brought into evidence. All of his appeals were denied. His last one was denied at 11.55 p.m. the night his execution began. 14 minutes later, at 12.09 a.m., he was injected with the drugs that would kill him. At 12.16 a.m., he was pronounced dead. Charlie was the first person to ever be executed by lethal injection and the first person executed in Texas since 1964. There was a lot of debate after the execution. Some who were present say in the room say that Charlie seemed to be in a great deal of pain when the drugs were administered, while some say that he passed away peacefully. I also wonder who said which part. You know what I mean? The peacefully, I know at least one person who said it was his, was the Muslim spiritual leader who he asked to be there with him. He said that he'd never see anyone pass away more peacefully. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I thought it was going to be like people who were right the execution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who said, know? yeah, people who said he passed away peacefully were people who were pro-death penalty and pro like lethal injection. Like, oh, it was fine. He was, it was peaceful. He was calm. It didn't right. hurt. Yeah. But no, it was because that's what I thought too. So I looked up who said it, and it was the spiritual, his Muslim spiritual leader. Hmm. So David's mother, Norma Morrison, said, "I would like for the message to be strong and clear that if you kill someone, you pay." He, she means Charlie, executed my son. I feel that if you can execute someone, you should graciously accept your own execution. Um, David's wife, Shirley, said, "I think he got the same thing that he dished out." I think it'll be a lot better and a little easier now. I feel bad for the wife. Always. Of course. I mean, like your we always a mechanic. He's going to work. It's not like he has like a, da- a super dangerous job or something. You know what I, I mean? I know. It's always, but we always say the murderer, murderer has more victims than just the person they kill. The family's yeah, victims too. Absolutely. And then the murderer's family becomes victims also because they yeah. didn't ask for it. Right. Uh, Joyce East. Easley? Easley? I would say easily. Joyce Easley, uh, Charlie's ex-wife, was approached after his execution. The doctors wanted to do an autopsy on his body so they could understand how the drugs worked during the execution. Uh, shouldn't you have already known that? That's why I put that in there. Shouldn't that already be... We're not... This is not Nazi Germany. We don't experiment on people. That's not how it's supposed to work. I don't care if he's a convicted murderer. I don't care. We're supposed right? to be better than that. Yeah, I read that and that made me really mad. It made me really mad. They're not just lab rats. They're still human beings. And even if you don't know, can you not say it to the family, please? Right? (laughs) Right? Yeah, that made me really mad when I read that. I thought I have to put that in there. That's ridiculous. Uh, I know we just killed your husband, but can we... We're not sure how it happened. Can we put some stuff in there? Real quick, though. Yes. Like, you can have it back. We just need to see your body real quick. It's fine. You want a snack? I'll get you a snack. Uh, deal. <laughs> oh, wait, whose body? What? <laughs> yeah, it made me mad. I thought I need, I have to put that in there. Uh, ma'am? <laughs> <laughs> just picture this dumb doctor. Right? Uh, ma'am? What does this button do? <laughs> what does this 
Oh, this is so dark. <laughs> oh, that's what that button does. Oh, it's my bad. Oh, oops. My bad, oh, y'all. Dude, you all right? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Are you good? Be good? All right. Oh, that was a dark. That was dark. <laughs> we have to be ridiculous or... Yeah, uh, well, trust me. I know. I'm, I'm one of us, so I, I get it. I'm there. I'm, I'm pretty desensitized to it all, too, to be honest. Yeah. That's why I feel like a lot of it doesn't even, it doesn't even phase me anymore. That's because you're broken inside. I know. Okay. (sighs) Okay. All right. You read about the lethal injection because it's the naming the drugs. (laughs) And you're better at that than I am. Not because you're a druggie, but because you're a pharmacy tech. (laughs) Thanks. And because you watched a lot more Grey's Anatomy than I did. (laughs) I'm basically a doctor. (laughs) Basically. Uh, ma'am, <laughs> that's Push the kind of doctor you are. <laughs> uh, ma'am, <laughs> we're not sure what just happened. <laughs> I think I hit the wrong button. So can we just borrow him? Because sorry, sorry about that. My bad. I'm new here. Sorry, <laughs> I haven't taken my test yet. <laughs> um, so in most states, this is how uh, the lethal injection is done, and it, it goes in this order. The first injection i guess is sodium thiopental or phenobarbital which causes them to be unconscious um the next is the pancuronium bromide which is a muscle relaxant which causes paralysis and hold on because i have to tell you this story because i just thought about it so at thanksgiving uh thursday morning it was me mama and amy at the house you know getting stuff ready you know whatever and amy had on like a a low cut like uh tank top and you could see like her cleavage but it was there was the red rash there and i was like what's what's going Uh on what's going on with your chest or whatever beard burn right (laughs) um and she was like oh it's just my paralysis and i'm like just just hold on just hang on a second i already know the end i know where it's coming so i'm like you're what and thinking maybe i just misheard it or something but i looked at mom and mom looked at me too and so me and mom are both looking at each other like what is she saying and amy's like yeah you know like my skin is really dry and it's itchy and it's flaky you know paralysis (laughs) and i'm like i'm like um Amy, do you know what paralysis is? <laughs> it's when, you know, like you can't move. And she's like, I don't know. I just looked it up and I saw the pictures and that's what it was. What? I don't. Wait, so, so... <laughs> <laughs> she Googled her symptoms and diagnosed herself with paralysis? <laughs> is she one of these doctors too? <laughs> no. She said she remembers her doctor saying, you know, it starts with a P, ends with an S, like that kind of thing. And I don't know if she just couldn't read it or. So anytime she did anything, I'd be like, don't make fun of her, y'all. It's her paralysis. She doesn't know any better. And <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. Poor Amy. Sorry. Poor Amy. It's a sad day in the day has- household when you're the smart one in the house. <laughs> right. Well, and your mom, of course. So the third injection is potassium chloride, and this causes a heart to stop via an abnormal heartbeat, which causes cardiac arrest. So essentially, all of these injections cause a heart attack, but they're unconscious and they're paralyzed and they don't they don't 
They're supposed, they're supposed to, not, to be. There you go. They're supposed to not know what's going on. They're supposed to be. Yeah. They had no idea if that would work with this dude. They just tried everything. Mm, let's hope for the best. Good luck. Okay. We'll be here if it doesn't work. Thought, We've got other stuff. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. <laughs> hope this works. Hope this works. Hope this works. Now their done. fingers crossed. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, it's so sad. They made bets on if it was going to work or not. <laughs> hey, Timmy. You owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> Told you he'd die. Oh. Okay. Sorry. So... When given a lethal e- injection, everything is sterile in case of a last-minute stay of execution, which is what happened in 1983 to James Autry. He was actually strapped to the gurney in the execution chamber. He had the needles in his arms, and a stay of execution came through. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. He later was executed in um, 1984, but that's... Can you imagine? Like, bro, this you got it. really I'm close. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, this is it. No, just kidding. Gotcha. <laughs> April Fools JK JK So rude I mean I know he's a murderer but That's so rude Could you imagine Holy cow Like oh my god You're, you're laying there you're waiting to die And you're just like mm, alright The well, needles this- were in his arms Like alright this sucks not a not a fan of this. Oh nope, I'm good. I'm good to go. All right, so see y'all later. So, <laughs> I wonder if he got two last meals. <laughs> what about the food though? <laughs> Did he get two last meals? I feel he deserved two last meals. I mean, I'm not entirely sure it was crime was, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on agreeing with you on that one. Well, yeah, but if you go through the whole, that's true. That doesn't change what's happening to him. Okay, fair enough. Okay. And when I was looking up uh, information on the death penalty, the U.S. is, it's um, 23 states are for it and 20 or 20. I thought it was 26 states were for. It's, I thought it was 20 23 something. and 27. Like well, 23 states are for it, or against it or whatever. But then also we have the military, different military branches that are also. Yes. Yeah. So. That's why I put. Yeah. The U.S. is basically 50-50 on death penalty. It really just depends on where you are, honestly. Much like this podcast. 50-50. Well, I'm against and you're kind of meh. I'm, I mean, I'm not for it. I'm against it because it's nobody else's right or choice or decision on who gets to die. I totally agree with that. And I also added, did you read what I added at the end? The stats that I added? Yes. Okay. But then also, I see people who, like, molest children or... They get a bad in prison, dude. But they... I'm like, yeah, kill him. Get him him off the planet. No, let him be tortured in prison. I mean, I'm just... That's that's why I'm just 50-50. I don't don't know yet. I don't... Luckily, I've never had to really... That's never been an issue for me, so I don't... Fingers crossed. I mean... I'm still young. So Virginia became the first Southern state to abolish the death penalty on March 21st, 2000. March. Let me say all that again. Virginia became the first Southern state to abolish the death penalty on March 24th, 2021. Because when I was looking at it, I knew that Virginia had the death penalty. And when I was looking at the stats and stuff and it said Virginia wasn't. And I was like, I'm sorry, who? What? Yep. It's Governor. This was got rid of recent. It. Yep. 
I was like, okay. I'm glad. All right. Um, the first execu- <sighs> execution. <laughs> Exclamation. Exclamation. <laughs> Did you hear that? No, you Declaration. Didn't. No, I don't hear what's in your headphones. Why don't you hear it, though? Like, I don't get it. So I can hear you, right? Uh-huh. So his TV is so loud. Why are you yelling at me? Because it's so loud. <laughs> Girl, try living in the house. Anyway. No, thank you. First, the first execution in America was in Virginia. Um, in 1608, Captain George Kendall was executed in the Jamestown colony for being a spy for Spain. And I don't feel execution was warranted for that. I mean, is that's that one of those thing? things that I think is still treason. It's still. Right. To die over it, though. I mean, that to was one of those things. Kill- killed for it. That's one of those things that everybody took really seriously back then. Even now. Make America great again. Make it all America. <laughs> Screw them foreigners. Why do you sound like that? Because that's how they sound. Dumb. Okay. Virginia has executed more people in history than any other state. So I'm really glad we got rid of the death penalty. Maybe we can fall down to the bottom of the list. <laughs> like, Virginia's got a lot going on. Although, to be fair, if you notice, we started our executions in Virginia way back in the 1600s. <laughs> so... <laughs> We were doing it probably about 200 years than a lot of people, a lot of other states. That's fair. So (laughs) hopefully we'll stop that. In more than 75% of death penalty cases, the victims were white, even though about 50% of murder victims are white. Does that make sense? What? So in 75% of people of cases where people receive the death penalty, the people who are the victims of the crime that they received the death penalty for were white people. So you're more likely to get the death penalty if you kill a white person. Oh. Even though only about half of murders are, oh, okay. are happening to white okay. people. Okay. Okay. I, I got it. Okay. There have been 320 cases of inter- interracial murders that have resulted in the death penalty in America. 21 of those executed were white defendants who murdered black victims. The other 299 were black defendants who murdered white victims. There have been studies in many states that show that jurors are significantly more likely to recommend the death penalty to defendants with white victims than those with black victims. Just like to throw in the racism that still exists in America every chance I can. Once again, this is, I hate the death penalty. I hate racism. I just, it makes me so mad. Black Lives Matter, guys. (sighs) Okay. Since 1973, more than 185 people have been released from death row with evidence of their evidence of who? With evidence of their evidence? No, Ashley. Yeah. Okay. Since 1973, more than 185 people have been released from death row with evidence of their innocence. And that's another reason I'm against it is because I just, I don't know. Yeah, that, that yeah. means. Playing around with somebody's life isn't, it, it shouldn't be voted upon. It shouldn't. And especially when you can see that racism plays a huge role in it. And especially yeah. when. And not just racism, but sexism and and um, classism and all the different kind of discrimination that exists. You know, they're more likely to let off a rich white kid than a poor black kid. Yes. 
So I, I just don't like, I, I hate the death penalty. Anyway, um, an average of 3.94 people have been exonerated every year off of death row since 1973. So that's four almost people four people a year. a year. So every three months. Every three months, somebody's let go because oops. they found out they didn't do it. Oops. You can't oops it. No. Apparently you can. All right, guys. So you can find the stats for all that. We have them linked in the show notes. There's a lot of really interesting information that we didn't even get into on that. The death, what is it, deathpenaltyinfo.org or something like that? Yes. Yeah. And it, it broke it down by state and everything. It broke it down by state. There was a, a just a, like a fact sheet that showed different mm-hmm. pieces of information. It was really, I started to say fun. Fun's not the right word. It was interesting. <laughs> It was good. It's good information to have. <laughs> For us, it's fun. <laughs> oh, we might be sad. I love, I love when I see charts. I get super excited. I really do like charts. I like statistics. Right. I like data. I like to be able to just look at it and say, this is what that means. Give me the facts, though. But yeah, all those studies are linked in our show notes. So y'all can look at those and tell us what y'all think about it. Are I'm you just staring to make sure? <laughs> I was. Yeah, I am. We're having tech issues again tonight. What a surprise. Always. But it's not on my end this time. It's it's yours. My arms are fine. I told you. Your curves. My curves. My curves are doing just fine. Give me a happy ending. Okay. So for December 14th, we have one of my favorite authors' birthday is today. She was born in 1962, Kelly Armstrong. And she wrote, what is my favorite thing she wrote? I'm actually kind of... Have you ever read any of her books? I don't think so, because her name doesn't sound familiar. I'm kind of surprised. It's... Um, I can't think of the name of the series, but the, one of them's called Bitten. One of them... They are supernatural, modern fantasy books. Yeah. I've, I, yeah, because Bitten definitely sounds familiar. The first one in the series called Bitten, and that one's actually my least favorite. They get better as they go on. I mean, it, that one was still excellent, but I thought the later books were even better. The Other World series. The Other World. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I like them because the stories are all connected, but they're different characters within the stories, which I really like. <gasps> and one of those books had, um, there was a bad guy in the book or some, it's been a long time since I've read the series, guys. <laughs> but one of the villains, villains or something that happened in the book, Jack the Ripper came through a time portal. What? Yes. And I started to make a reference to it too in our episode we did on Jack the Ripper, but it felt a little too niche. So I was like, mm. I thought, never mind. JK. Nobody but anyways, I highly, rec- I highly recommend those books. Okay, so then our next birthday is Jackson Rathbone. He was born in 1984. He played, I can't think of his name, one of the Cullen brothers in Twilight, Jasper. Um, oh. And then he also played somebody with DID in Criminal Minds at the, they, I think it was, Hawaii, it was Florida or Hawaii or California. They were at some kind of resort or something oh and they thought it was a woman hotel? the whole time yeah yeah but it was him i know which episode you're talking about yeah it was in florida i think it was miami i just knew it was on a beach somewhere <laughs> yeah um anyway so he was born in 1984 amanda yes was- yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, i watched too, way too much criminal minds yes <laughs> my, my comment it was on a beach somewhere it was in miami florida her name was amanda <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I know my criminal mind. Sorry, go ahead. All right. So the next birthday is 
1988, Vanessa Hudgens was born. Oh, and just in case anybody doesn't know, she was in everybody knows her from High School Musical, but she was also in Tick Tick Boom, which I still haven't watched yet because this was a depressing week and I didn't want to boohoo. But I can't wait to watch it. She's gonna, she's in it and she's gonna be so good. She also did a voice of the main, the new My Little Pony on Netflix. She did the main <laughs> voice on that too. <laughs> Riley loves My Little Pony, and it was actually really cute. And then our last birthday is 1992. Tori Kelly was born. Who's that? She's a singer. She's fantastic. She's really good. Her voice is fantastic. She's gorgeous. She did a song with King and Country. Um, she did the voice. She did a voice in the movie Sing. She was the elephant. Oh, she is super cute. Her voice is amazing. Her hair makes me feel happy. Her hair is fabulous. Her hair is fabulous. But her voice is really good. She's got one of those I really like- smoky sounding voices. Oh, I like those. Me too. She's really good. I feel like if my hair is like that, it just looks frizzy. Me too. And I can't, I just can't pull it off. And then I try and control it with gel and it, then it just looks crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. It's like ramen Ew. noodles. Ramen noodles, yeah. Oh, Justin Timberlake. Okay. <laughs> so once again today, our events really slim pickings. <laughs> I really had to dig. So in 1979, the British punk rock band The Clash released its breakthrough album, London Calling. Nice. London Calling. Okay. And then in 2020, America began its first COVID. COVID. COVID? What did I say? Um, Okay. So let's just... We wind, wind, wind. So in 2020, America begins its first COVID-19 vaccinations. (laughs) So here we are a year later and people are still... Cheese and crap. Not getting vaccinated. Yeah. And then complaining that they can't do anything. Yeah. And that's who all caught, I got for today. Who caught your eye? So. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, my brother came for Thanksgiving and we were watching my lovely Lynn Manuel Miranda was on the Kelly Clarkson show. He was doing an interview for Tick Tick Boom. And I was watching and PJ came and sat down. And he goes, you know, I have a, a friend of mine who does podcasts, who does work with him. And I just looked at him and went, you know, Jillian Pizzavalli? <laughs> and he just kind of stared at me for a minute and he went, uh-huh. My face got bright red. Apparently, I squealed. <laughs> Apparently. Duh. Of course you well, did. Well, because I told. I, told I squealed mom, when you told me. I told my mom later. I said, I tried so hard not to squeal. She goes, yeah, it didn't work. You squealed. <laughs> anyways so pj sent her a message saying i was a fan and apparently she she said thanks for being a fan and hey oh my god so she caught my eye she caught my heart she caught my soul this week i love her so much oh my god i already loved her so much she was already my favorite but now she is really good i do love her even more i love her I love hearing you talk about it too. You're so excited and it's adorable. I, I no wish y'all could see her face. <laughs> Apparently, yes, my face and when and when I was it's red now and when I PJ told me my face was red then. I know. That's Immediately so got red. <laughs> I love when you get like that cuz you're never like this. It's so exciting. <laughs> it really is. Now mine's not going to sound like anything good. I'm sorry. But also well, not. Ask me. Ask me who caught mine. Oh, who caught your eye this week, Ashley? Leonardo DiCaprio random why 
Because we watched Titanic. <laughs> you don't like Titanic? Get out of my face. I don't. It goes on too long. What? I mean, Kate oh Winslet is God. gorgeous. Leo, Leo is, of course, gorgeous. But it's, 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 it, it was good the first time. It's not one that I'd ever really care to watch again. The costumes in that movie, though, are outstanding. Bruh. Yes. Outstanding. I, I don't remember which dress it is, but it was like a white with like a lavenderish overlay kind of thing. See, I was thinking of the one where she was almost about to jump off the deck and it was like the red, red and black, and black one. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but the other one, um, my mama made me that dress for Halloween for one year. <gasps> she does love you the most. And I know. <laughs> and you could not pay me to take that dress off. Like, I just wanted to wear it to school. I wanted to sleep in it. I just, if we were going to the grocery store. I wanted to wear that dress. <laughs> where Where is the dress now? Oh, no. All right, you guys, so that was our case from December 14th, 1976. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Date With Murder. Awkward pause. <laughs> Put Riley's Why voice I- in here. <laughs> Right here. Kelly, it goes here. This is where you put it. I know. That's what I'm waiting for. Put Riley's voice in right here. (laughs) Okay. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Love you. Miss you. Bye. Amen. Amen. Okay. Hugs and kisses. All right. Well, waves and high fives. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, I got to meet. Wait, I pressed the wrong button over here. I keep trying to press it with with my mouse and it makes me confused. (laughs) But why isn't the why doesn't the mouse work on my phone though? I'm actually gonna save that because she's gonna be who caught my eye this week. So forget that. Delete. Okay. I was so irritated with you this week when I was editing. I'm so sorry. The likes and the uhs and the uh. I seriously had to stop and just walk away because I was getting so aggravated. (laughs) I had to say, "You love Ashley. She's your best friend. Stop it. (laughs) Those are unkind thoughts." Jesus is listening, Kelly. You better stop. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I was like that. I hadn't been that bad in a while, right? Well, you're always pretty bad with the likes, but it was especially bad last week. So I hope <laughs> that it's because I cut a bunch of them. So I hope it sounds normal. <laughs> Just put, put them in the bloopers at the end. Like, 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 like. No, like absolutely like, like. not. Uh, uh-uh. I was rage deleting. Delete! Delete! <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really am. I don't mean, I don't do it on purpose. I, don't I know that. I'm going to start charging you though. You want to send her up here for the day? No. I don't trust you oh. with my child. Are you kidding me? What? She come home cursing and jacked up on sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly my point. So this case starts in Fort Worth. Fort Worth. Did I say that right? Why did it sound weird when I said it? Okay. Are you done? No. Okay, Okay. there you are. What's with your internet tonight? That's weird. It's not my internet. It's clean feed. feed. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. Because my Wi-Fi shows I have all the arcs. Arcs? All the arcs. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, what is it though? It's not bars. I've never, I always call them bars, but I like arcs better. (laughs) That's what they are now. That's what they are. They're, They're curves. Right. They've got all the curves.
Uh-oh. <laughs> My Wi-Fi is looking sexy tonight. It's got all the curves. Yes. I'm okay. a little jealous. Oh. Okay. My Wi-Fi looks better than me. Oh, <laughs> no. It's the one time I'm glad my Wi-Fi sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you can look better than your It's not look better than my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Some of the things. Hey, sorry. Hold on for just a second. My sink's making noise. I don't want it to be picked up in the audio. Because <laughs> oh. you're just talking and then it's like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> my sink's having That's a good time. <laughs> Your mouth is just a moving and I cannot hear you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. No, thanks. Oh, no, thanks. Don't want to know. Don't want to know. Don't want to know. Ew. Why? Oh, it tasted like Doritos. Ew, David. <laughs> Ew, Ashley. All right, guys. So that was our case from December 14th, 1973. Was that correct? Which part? The 73. Yes. No. All right, you guys. So that 76. was our, Yeah. All right, you guys. So that was... I mean, not laugh. 